Hey there, listeners. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess. Just a heads up, everyone involved in this week's episode is of Irish heritage. And welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm the other host. I'm Tenant Michael. And we have two hosts for a reason. If you don't like James, you like me. Or if you don't like me, you like James. So there's uh, there's a host for everyone. We should make a poll and see who prefers who. I'm not worried about that. Are you? You know, it's something I'm. I'm, I'm part interested, and in. part of me also doesn't want to know. Because mm-hmm. if we got, if I received some unflattering results, I don't know if I could continue doing this show. Very sensitive. You are extremely sensitive. My prediction is it would be ninety percent people into me, eight percent people into you. Two I- would give a funny answer. And then you'd go, oh, that's fine. I don't mind. And then you wouldn't sleep for like three weeks and you'd, you know, break your hand punching a wall. I think you're inflating your popularity there. 90%. That seems a little bit outrageous. I mean, granted, sure, maybe you're a a little more popular than me, but I don't think it's 90% to 8%. And and what are these two? What are these funny answers you're going on about? Well, Mike, I'm sorry to break this to you, but. Remember before Trump won the election? Oh, God. Those, like, were, no, those no, were the days. The, and Scott, whatever, the guy who wrote Dilbert was doing these live streams saying... Scott he, Adams. Scott Adams, excuse me. And he's saying tr- Trump's going to win because he's this alpha male. That's what he said. And then Trump won. Same deal with me. People may not like what I have to say, but they can't resist my alpha male uh, attitude and vibe. People naturally fall into line around me. Okay. And they would vote for me. I'm positive. Well, um... Maybe we'll have this sort of uh, poll. Maybe we we won't. Uh, it's to be determined. Okay. You brought up Scott Adams. Do you think that if if Trump actually met Scott Adams, that Donald Trump would like Scott Adams, or how do you think he'd react to him? Great question. Would um, they be buddies? I I I could. You know what? I could see them at a. I don't. Maybe this isn't an, an okay thing to say, but I could see them at an orgy together. Scott Adams looks like a sex freak to me. I don't know why. I think it's because he's older, bald, and rich, and kind of in shape. He's in very good shape. And yeah. old, older, bald, rich men who are in shape, I just get that vibe. He's a new type of cartoonist. Like, he's in better shape than Charles Schultz ever was. Oh, sure. Bill Jim Wat- Davis ever was. Bill Watterson is a skinny nerd. Yeah, Scott Adams could... Mop the goddamn floor with any of those guys. Mm-hmm. Gary Larson. Oh, Gary Larson. Don't even get. Imagine that Gary guy Larson. can't lift. Imagine him at the gym. Don't even get me started on Gary Larson at the gym. Gary Larson at the gym would be lifting weights and then be like, oh, I'll, instead, maybe I'll just think about a cow talking. Yeah, Scott Adams could kick Gary Larson's ass in the gym. Scott Adams is, a, is in Mensa, I think. There was a scandal where, this is true, where he. There was people were debating on a message board whether Dilbert is good or not, 
And he commented on the message board, well, it has to be good because Scott Adams has a really high IQ. And then it was revealed that it was him. Like he acknowledged that he had made these comments. That's true. Google that. Imagine mm-hmm. finding out that that guy had been Scott Adams, who was complimenting Scott Adams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, a rip-roaring start to oh. our episode today. People probably downloaded and thought, oh, I could use a bit of Scott Adams talk, but I yeah. uh, don't know if I'll get it. Oh, good. Out oh, of the great. gate. <laughs> so, James, how was your week? Um, okay. Um, if you've listened to the last couple episodes, well, first of all, you know we got rescued uh, from an avalanche last week. By Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and we'd like to thank him, and we'd like to thank his cabinet, and mm. we'd like to thank his family. I told him, thanks for saving my life, but, uh, you know, you don't have my vote, buddy. Um, and he laughed, and he was actually pretty cool. <laughs> and he's ripped. Um, some of you have written in asking if superfan Aaron Eaves survived, because he was left Buried up to his neck in snow and ice. And the answer is, we don't know. We haven't heard from We don't him know. Yet. Yeah. So. We don't know. All I know is uh, they were able to get Mike and Chris and I out of the avalanche. Yes. And we weren't going to say no. No. You know? Self-preservation really kicks in when you're in that situation. Yeah. You know, fight or flight, it's a real thing. It really is. And I'm sure Aaron understands that if he's still with us. Yeah. Um, and uh, Godspeed if he's not. If he's not, hopefully. I wonder if they have Apple podcasts in heaven. I certainly hope they do. We'll have to check uh, the downloads and see if we get any really <laughs> funny locations. Anyway, okay, my week was um, actually not great. Glad we got saved from the avalanche, but um, people, uh, you might remember, I uh, made a nude calendar to support my son's school. Oh, yes, this. And um, last, you know, last week I had some issues getting it up for the calendar, which was annoying. Anyway, (laughs) I finally had a good photo shoot, got the calendar all ready. It's, It's sweaty, it's sexy, it's hot. It's um, melt-your-face-off kind of stuff. And I gave it to the school to help them raise money, and believe it or not, they were pissed. Well, I don't blame them. And it was this principal, this uh, dork principal, who was like, uh, I don't like this, you know, blah, 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 blah. And all I'm thinking in my head is, oh, I get it. You're jealous of my penis. Did he say as much, or is no? Actual... But I think it was pretty obvious, Mike. If you... I'm if I'm if I'm giving you a free calendar to raise money for kids, and but you're it's... turning it down, yeah. Hmm, but it's wonder... triple X male pornography that is being used to raise funds for children in a school. I mean, think about it, James. No wonder he turned you down. I would have slapped you in the face if I were this principal. What? And, and I would have slapped you right back because. That's bullshit, Mike. When you get an opportunity to raise money for a good cause, you don't give a damn where it comes from. And also, what's so wrong about a ripped, steroid-aided male body? Well, there's nothing what, what, objectively What problem do wrong? you have with that? No, no, objectively, it's, you know, it's fine. Uh, I'm reminded of the pho- photography of Robert Maplethorpe, who uh, a lot of his work is dedicated to the beauty of the male form. But that is different when it's in an art gallery from how it looks when it's a calendar being used to raise uh, funds for children in a school, James. Well, sorry if I'm not a, such a snob that I think art has to be in an art gallery and it can't be on the lockers and the households of regular people, Michael. 
Well, bring all I'm saying is if you if you get shut down, I'd say bring your calendar to the AGO to non-Toronto listeners. That is the Art Gallery of Ontario. It's one of the city's top art galleries. I'd love to see how they respond to this calendar. Who were the French painters who decided we don't we won't only uh, showcase paintings in this certain way and started doing it in the, the impressionists? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. So you consider yourself Canada's modern Monet? And Manet? I'm the modern Monet, and I'm going to make you Honey. Horny. Oh, God. I hope that doesn't become a catchphrase. Yeah, it will be. Maybe I'll make t-shirts. So anyway, that happened to me this week. The other thing that happened to me this week was um, I caught uh, Alex Jones on Joe Rogan. And he gave a lot of good info. He was saying how um, when the new 5G phones come out, don't yes. use them because they're intentionally going to make us dumber. And they're making animal-human hybrids, um, the government is, to... And he said that um, the government's communicating with interdimensional aliens. And I thought, holy crap, this is crazy. Sounds crazy to me. And I flip on CBC to be like, what are they saying about this? Mm. I put on CBC Radio... They're interviewing a fiddler from Newfoundland. Now, what the hell is going on at this supposedly government-run news station that when we find out there's frigging aliens and animal-human hybrids, humanoids, Alex Jones says, and they don't want to talk about that? Instead, they're talking to some goddamn fiddler from frigging Cape Breton or Newfoundland or some crap? CBC, get your shit together. This is a huge story, and why am I why am I paying for you to talk to a fiddler when we when there's aliens and and animal humans out James, there? James, I'm just laughing so hard at you having that little freak out because, uh, first of all, Alex Jones, I don't believe a damn word he says. He's <laughs> to me, he is a clown, and I a lot of Canadians want to hear about Canadian stories. They want to hear about Newfoundland fiddlers. That is our news. Uh, Newfoundland is like our info wars. Funny stories. Ugh. A little too crazy to believe. You know, I wouldn't expect anything less from you, Mike. Bag over your head. La, 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 la. Do you think Alex Jones has ever seen the musical Come From Away? Do you think he would stand up in the theater and go, You're being lied to! And he would give like a little seminar about who was actually responsible for 9-11 to all of the Broadway theater patrons? You know what? It'd be better than the damn show. Maybe, better than the theater. Maybe for balance, come from away should let Alex Jones have a say after each. Maybe scene. they should. Maybe there should be a segment and come from away after they sing. Uh, I come from the rock or whatever. Where and now a word from Alex Jones. <laughs> let me tell you, there's there's interdimensional aliens and they're uh, blah blah blah. There is no gander. <laughs> yeah, there is no gander. It's just a, a funny thought I had. Oh, well, that's good. You know. Anyway. How was your uh, week? Um, it was well. It started off good, but it didn't end that way. Start off well, I mean. Um, so as you know, James, I've been excited recently because next year, twenty twenty, is say it with me, the twenty fifth anniversary of Riverdance, the celebrated Irish uh, step dancing show that, that captured the world's hearts in uh, nineteen ninety five, I believe, or nineteen ninety four. If it's the 25th anniversary next year. No, 95. <laughs> I'm getting confused because I'm excited about Riverdance. But to get ready for 2020, 
I've decided to start taking some Irish step dancing classes. Oh, so I'm God. ready for anything that happens. So lame. Right? So I've started uh, going to a class. I am the youngest man there, I'm not afraid to say, by at least a couple decades. And, you know, it looks easy when you see all those stars doing uh, Irish step dancing all the time. It's actually kind of hard. And uh, I I was humbled. I was just in my first class. They're teaching the basics, you know, how to step and how to hold your hands on your hips, like Michael Flatley does. So, uh, and by anyway, one thing led to another. I had a partner, an elderly woman, and during a, a sort of, I got excited. I was stepping and I was dancing and leaping, and I accidentally stepped on her foot. Mm-hmm. This elderly woman, very old, and I ended up breaking her foot. Oh, during God. The first five minutes of the first class during the warm up. And she was in agony and wouldn't stop swearing and yelling at me. And of course, suddenly I'm the villain of the class, and the instructor asked me to, to leave. And I tried to visit her in, you know, at home. Her sons told me she was in the hospital. The broken bone got infected somehow, and she is in a coma now. So like I said, the week started off well, it didn't end so well. My God. People should stay away from you. No. I just You should be isolated. No, I just need to learn to control myself when I get excited, and I am looking for a new dance class to take. Oh God. Turn him away, dance class. Won't happen again. Michael Flatley, that guy was a sex symbol. Yes, he was. People don't know that in the 90s. He was like a playboy. Yeah. Well, he was, right? Like, he he did playboy kind of things. Like, he was dating, wasn't he? Like, around? Yeah. Anyway. Women, Mm. cars, money, Mm -hmm. uh, Irish dance shows. Oh, and those get friggin' crazy. What kind of woman in the 90s could resist that combination? You know, I think it was his stance because you know he'd he'd dance with his legs close together, his yes. arms straight out. It's it's something very you know very commanding. Yeah, that's that stance, like come and come at me, ladies. Yeah, you know, I heard a rumor. I'm not sure if it's true, but I I heard they they call him the Irish Cobain because mm. he he came a few years after grunge, right? Mm-hmm. River Dance mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Lord of the Dance and mm-hmm. Celtic Tiger and all all those shows he did. Mm. But uh, yeah, they call him the Irish Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Wow. He, he had that much influence on a generation. Yeah, the, wow. the difference, of course, sorry, I don't mean to belabor the point, is that he, unlike Kurt Cobain, didn't die from by his own hand from a gun. Well, if that's even true. Okay. Because... Opening a whole new uh, kettle of fish here. Maybe flatly killed Cobain. Oh, God. Well, think about it. If he became the new Cobain... Someone had to get rid of the old one. Maybe he danced, just, you know, he's dancing it to, danced him to death. I don't know. Should yeah. we do the segment? I think we should, yes. Uh, this is a very popular segment. Uh, people go nuts for this. Um, yeah, If, if they it's do. your first time hearing it, buckle up. Get ready, and you're welcome. It's a segment called Sip and Bitch. Cabernet. Chardonnay. Well, how's about a big glass of rose? All we want to do today is sip, mm, bitch. Sip and bitch. 
There's the theme song. So this is a fun segment. We've done it many times before. We've done it at some of our live shows, and we got a standing ovation. It's basically a fun, lighthearted look at some of the things that are bugging us. So mm. it's a time where James and I get together with a couple bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. We pour them out, we take a sip, and then we get some stuff off our chests, and we bitch. That's right. We, we enjoy some nice wine, we have a sip, and then we get something off our chest. What kind of wine did you bring this week, James? Um, I, I uh, actually just swung into uh, a fancy restaurant on the way, because I realized I forgot to bring wine. So I just said, like, give me your most expensive bottle. Oh. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's like a Pinot Noir. Um, it says it's from, uh, oh, it's from ancient Greece. Wow. Yeah. So it's uh, very, very old, apparently. How much did it cost you, can I ask? Oh, a gentleman never tells, <laughs> but... Uh, Excellent. It was in the G's. Let's put it that way. Right. Let's crack it open. Okay. Uh, my bottle of wine this week, I actually got it on special. So I got this very cheap. You spend a lot on yours. I got mine very cheap. It's a, uh, it's a bottle of Merlot from the Neverland Vineyard. Uh, of course, I'm talking about the Neverland uh, Ranch. I think it's pronounced Neverland. Okay, Neverland. Neverland. Okay, I never knew how to say it, but it's from Neverland Vineyards. Of course, that name might be ringing some bells if you're a pop music fan. It's Neverland is, of course, where Michael Jackson used to live, and they do have a vineyard, and they are, it seems that this used to be a popular wine, now no one wants it, so I got it for uh, basically peanuts. Okay, uh, shall we have a, shall we, uh, are you going to pour yours in your glass? Yeah, I'll do it now. Um, who should uh, do their first pitch? Um, I'll, I'll go first, okay. but uh, first I'll take a sip. Okay. Now it's time for bitching. So my first pitch this week is blueberries. Do you know where I'm going with this, James? No. You buy them, they're expensive, especially in winter in Canada, and they go moldy so fast. They, get, they go bad so fast, it's almost not worth buying them. You know, when they're good, they're delicious, but... The other day, I spent six ninety nine on a little basket of blueberries, and the next morning, as I went to put them in my oatmeal, they were already moldy. And I thought, what a waste of money this is! What a racket this is! And so I was so mad, I wanted to, to strangle someone, James. I wanted to strangle someone to death. Okay. And I took my blueberries, and I went back to the store, and I said to the boy behind the counter, I said, I want to speak to the manager, please. And they brought the manager out, and I said, I could just kill you, sir. And he said, what? And I said, these blueberries went bad. And he said, sorry, we can, you know, uh, here, I can give you half your money back. And I said, that's not good enough. And I left in a huff. And I didn't let it end there. Actually, I found out. Some people might think I went too far, but I found out where the manager lived. Lovely house in the uh, east end of the city. And staked it out, spent the night in the yard, and when he left the next morning for work, I, I'm not proud to say it, but I broke into his house. What? Yeah. You broke into his house? Yes. Um, because he wouldn't give you the blueberries refund. Because I was so mad, yeah, and I just, I spent the day just... What did you do in his house? Well, it was kind of like a Goldilocks kind of thing. I was sitting in his chairs, trying out the beds in the in the home. Was he home? No, he wasn't. I just sort of sat around his house. I did this thing called a, a creepy crawl. Do you know what that is? No. Where I sort of, um, I moved furniture and objects around slightly, just enough so that when he came home, he would know someone had been there. Oh, that's so creepy. 
Creepy crawl. Anyway, that was that was my first bitch. Good uh, blueberries, God. Blueberries go bad too fast. <sighs> if there are any therapists listening, please look up Mike and give him a session. Jesus. Okay, I'm going to have my first sip. Hmm. Okay, and now time for my bitch. Um, Friday night, I was out on King Street West going to a club with my friend, and uh, we got uh, refused service at the club, and I was so pissed off, and it was like some issue they had with my friend. Oh, that's terrible. I know. It was like, what the hell is going on? You know, like, what year is this? How can you just refuse service because of something someone, you know, whatever, supposedly did? It just, it really pissed me off. It really bothered me. So it totally ruined my night. Weird. So what did your, what, did, what had your friend done that? Oh, you know, she was like nothing, basically. Just did, did some chair, did a joke with a chair. And then it's like, all of a sudden, we can't get uh, a bottle of brandy. So, like something in the restaurant, like a joke with a chair. No, like... she had rented an Airbnb, and um, I filmed her chucking a doing like a thing with a chair, just a joke. And now it's like, you know, we can't get service because of a joke. Oh, okay. So, will you not serve Steve Martin if he comes in? Um, he did jokes. James, are you telling me that you went on a date with Toronto's infamous chair girl? Who threw a chair off of a high-rise apartment onto high, the oh, that highway? Was, have you been to Dubai? That's a high-rise, okay? Those buildings on the Gardener are not that high. I haven't been to Dubai, and they are, relatively speaking, pretty high. And she's a, she's we have a laugh together. We hang out. We hang out all the time. And that was a funny video, and I do stand by it. I was getting tons of like uh, regrams or whatever the hell. Anyway, that's my bitch. All right. Well, a man is judged by the company he keeps, they say, James. So here's my second uh, sip. And my second bitch. So you know that I'm a huge Timmy's guy, right? I love Tim Hortons. I've always got time for Timmy's. So I am a one by one going around the city, and I'm trying to have one of each flavor of Timbit available. And of course, the rarest Timbit of all is passion fruit. And I looked it up online, and there's only one GTA Timmy's that has the passion fruit Timbit, and it's in uh, a far corner of North York. I've I, I've never heard of passion fruit Timbits. Yeah, they're very rare. Is probably why you've never heard of them. Anyway, they're they're like the uh, the ultimate Timbit from what I've heard. And there's only one store that has them. So I went. I took three buses to get to this Timmy's in North York. Took me four hours to get there. I was exhausted. I had a soaker in my boots. I had a hole in my boots, so I had a wet sock. And I got there finally, and they had one passion fruit Timbit left. And I said to the, the, the lady behind the counter, I said, I'll take it. And as she, she was a Butterfingers, James. Oh. She went to pick it up, and she didn't think I noticed, but I did, because she dropped it, and the passion fruit Timbit rolled down the hallway into the staff bathroom on the floor. Oh. And it rolled behind the toilet. Oh God! Yeah, and she didn't think I saw, but I had, and she—I saw her pick it up and kind of like blow it off and wipe it on her Timmy's uniform, and she put it in a bag and gave it to me. And I looked her in the eyes and I said, "I'd rather eat shit." Oh man! And that was the last one, oh. so it was a wasted day. And that's my bitch. That was a whole day of your life. Huh? Well, it took me so long to get there and back. Yeah, God. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, dude. I hope this woman is fired. 
Mm. Man, you got to work out your anger. All right, I'm going to have my second sip. Ooh, lovely. And now my second bitch. I feel like I'm getting a buzz. Are you? Oh, I'm getting yeah. my buzz on. Yeah. Uh, my second bitch is that um, recently uh, there was a real kerfuffle um, when uh, it looked like JFL, Just for Laughs, was going to take over a satellite radio channel and uh, ruin the, the incomes of all these Canadian comedians. Um, and during that whole kerfuffle, Howie Mandel did a live stream from his house um, kind of explaining the situation. Um, and my bitch is that when I had my atrium done in my beautiful home here in Toronto, my contractor said, this is, the, this is the only one like it. Okay. You have an original never before made atrium. Okay. And when Howie Mandel did his live stream, dude has the same atrium as me. No. Yes. He did it. He did a live stream from his atrium sort of explaining, don't worry, Canadian comedians. I love comedy. We're just not going to play you anymore. And uh, the guy has the same atrium. Wow. Now that I think of it, because I visited your, your home a few times, it yeah. does look the same. And because he was walking around showing his spiral staircases and beautiful, beautiful mansion. Piano. Yeah. And I have the exact same, exact same layout. And it really bothered me. <laughs> it's, like when you, you can't, it's like when you show up to a party wearing the same outfit as someone. Right. It ruins it. So do you have to redesign yeah, your atrium? Yeah, you got to redo now? the atrium. Oh, God. Yeah, it's going to be expensive. Anyway. Oh. <sighs> Can't win. Uh, here's my third and final sip. And my third and final bitch. So, you know, I'm trying to be healthy and I try and support local um, farmers. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always trying to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a farmer's market not too far from here. And uh, this week I went and I bought a bag of farmer's market milk. Because I wanted to have milk that had no hormones, that wasn't pasteurized, none of those nasty chemicals. So I bought it from a man from, I think, uh, just outside of Brampton. He has a farm, a dairy farm. Okay. And I noticed when I got it home, as I poured a glass, it had a beige color to it. You know, mm. not, not white. And I figured that's because it's, it's pure. It's pure milk. But as I finished the two liters of farmer's market milk, I kind of realized why the milk was beige. Because at the bottom... Of the milk, there was a tiny skull. Yes, you are not hearing things, James. I said skull. And I took it out, and at first I thought it was maybe like a kitten skull, but then I looked it up online, and it seems to be the skull of a sparrow. Oh. And Lord knows what... I don't know if it decomposed you, in there. Had or, you drank the milk? Yes, I drank all every single drop of the farmer's market milk, and Lord knows that a sparrow fly in there and, and perish and then decompose. Is that what turned the milk beige? Did I uh, drink? You know, I don't even want to think about it. But so there... you thought like, oh, this is like brown bread. This is like whole wheat bread. It's healthier. not whitened. Yes. Healthier. It doesn't have additives to make yes. it white. It's just a bit off color. Yeah. And you drink the whole bag yeah. and you realize it was off color because a bird passed away in there or decomposed. Uh, hopefully it didn't have maggots and all sorts of gross things that I drank. But anyway, I have that little... See that on my ledge there? Just over yeah. the... Oh, yeah, you yeah. kept the skull, huh? Yeah, the little yeah. sparrow skull. Oh, God. By the window. Okay. Nice one. All right. Well, here's my uh, final sip. Mm, mm, mm. And now my final bitch. Uh, the Oscars were last weekend. Mm-hmm. Mr. Oscar paid a visit to us all. And, um, you know, best picture, best actor, best actress, all these nominations happened. 
Yes. Not a single one from the production company, Naughty America, was nominated. And, you know, F you Academy, F you Academy Awards, F you Oscar. If year after year, you continue to ignore this production company putting out the best entertainment on anywhere right now. Like, have you have you watched a Naughty America I, film? I'm familiar with what, what they do. Yeah, they're well, James. I think the problem is that they produce hardcore pornography, right? Oh, sure. But um, meanwhile, uh, one of the, um, how many of those movies have sex scenes? Give me a break, Mike. Well, we're not in, we're not... Not in uh, the, the Handmaid's Tale where you can't no. show a sex scene. No, I never said we were, but they don't. Mo- Let's just put it this way. Uh, in the Green Book or in the movie Roma, there is no uh, on-camera ejaculation onto anyone's face or skin. Don't you see the difference? And you saw every movie nominated? You know that for a fact? Well, I didn't see every movie well, nominated. Well, then but... maybe you're wrong, Mike. Well, which movie do you think would have a scene of that? Uh, Vice? Maybe? I don't know. I'm not sure. Look, I'm just... I, like, I, I, I'm a fan, okay? I'm a fan of Naughty America. I'm a fan of their work. I'd love a t-shirt if they're listening. Yeah, and I just think it's it's this it's a bias. It's a it's a ridiculous bias. And twenty years from now, we're all going to be on flying saucers and going, "God, that was a ripoff. God, that was a a terrible thing we did to ignore this production company making really good, funny movies. Funny movies? Yes, they're hilarious. They're good. They're smart. They're funny. You know, they're really, really good. That's so like you, you want to see Meryl Streep up there, or or Miss Julia Roberts saying, and you know, and the Oscar goes to whatever, like sure, downtown S- fuckfest. No, Mike, they don't have three. titles like that. It's always just like stepmom catches son. They don't so you want to see bother Julia with Roberts titles saying, because it's more about the acting. They don't even bother with names. So you want to see Julia Roberts say, and the Oscar goes to stepson uh, catches mom and and fucks her. And I'm sorry to say that. And then the, the cast is going to come up, and Julia Roberts is going to stand there. It doesn't have to be them? Julia Roberts, Mike. It could be anybody. Well, it could uh, be Mike Myers, your Liam precious Neeson hero. Or, well, not Liam Neeson, but no, it could be no, definitely not. Yeah, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, perhaps. Sure. Anyway, that's my final <sighs> sipping bitch. Well, why don't we take a break and uh, come back with our guest? Sure, sounds good to me, James. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's time for us to introduce this week's guest, and I can't wait to hear what he's going to say. He is a pioneer in some ways, uh, James, because he is, and I just, I'm just i fascinated by this, mm-hmm. he is the first Irishman to ever live in this building. That's right. Uh, a lot of people don't know, but there's a bylaw in this area of Toronto um, where uh, Irish people were not allowed to rent property. That's so interesting. Until very recently. It was just changed. Wow. Uh, they're still not allowed to own. Um, but um, that's right. This gentleman here is uh, lives in the building, and he's the first Irishman uh, to rent property in the whole area. And the first Irishman I think we've ever had on our show. Mm, I think you're right. Uh, Flynn McDermott. All right. How are you? Thanks for being on the show, Hi, Flynn. No, no, uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Michael, James, really, really nice to be here. Good to see you. Top of the uh, afternoon, I guess we'd say, ah, in your language. Right, right. Very good. Very yeah. good. Yeah, what is your language? 
Uh, well, that'd be uh, Irish. We call it Irish, but uh, mm. I think a lot of people call it uh, Gaelic. Mm. But uh, yeah, we learn it in school, but it's a dead language. And uh, oh, it sounds scary! Like, uh, ooh. yeah, right, uh, risen from the grave <laughs> language, right? But, I would hate to learn it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm fluent, but I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say a single word of it right now because I'd rather not. Now, okay. Now, Flynn, I know you're from the old world, right? Um, Michael does have some Slovak background. Is that okay with you? I don't know if there are any beefs with... Oh, yeah, right, like uh, Eastern European. Yeah, I, as far as I know, there are, there is no enmity between the Slovak peoples and no, the Irish no. people. No, yeah. mostly, I mean, like, I, I, I like don't really like to get uh, political. Thank mm. you. But, because, honestly, I don't know that much about it, because I'm, I'm not that political, but... Really, like, it's just like, hate the English, hate the Queen, that's it, you know. Everyone else, right. whatever, whatever. Not getting political, whatever. but just neutral. Yeah, hate, them. Yeah, hate yes. the Queen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we'll try to not, uh, not go there this episode. Much appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Don't go there. So, you live Don't in the... even go there, girlfriend. Oh, uh, my God. I love God. that. I love that. That, that reminds me of, uh, like, a, like, a teenager in, uh, a, in a comedy sketch or right, something. Right, right, yeah. You know what don't go there, girlfriend, makes me think of? What? The expression, all that and a bag of chips. Uh, uh, now, we would say, all that and a bag of chi- uh, crisps. Oh, uh, crisps. Crisps is chips, right? Right. It's, oh, yeah, she, yeah, oh, yeah, um... Uh, Morag da- down the street. Th- she thinks she's all that in a bag of chips. Or right? a uh, packet. What they say? Packet? packet. Oh, she thinks <laughs> right, she's yeah. all that in a packet, a packet of crisps. A packet, of, packet of walkers. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to it, but it sounds more uh, exotic. Yeah, it's like, actually, like, I would want to be that, you know? Yeah. Man. Yeah, so. Oh, so, the Emerald Isle. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, I used to think Irish people were green. James. No, I did. I did. No, I did. I James, did. I did. James, that's offensive, really. I know. I'm Not, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I let it roll off my back. Not the worst thing I've had said to me, being the first Irishman rent in the in this area. Well, that's right. You know, Toronto, Mike. You were saying it was a very Protestant. Uh, yes, very Protestant, very waspish city. So not only was it illegal for Irish people to rent in this part of the city, but you probably wouldn't have wanted to right. at that time because you would have been uh, facing a lot of discrimination. Yeah, uh, both in uh, you know at, in the workplace and. Uh, you know, on the dating scene, probably. Oh, yeah, Tinder, swipe oh, left. Up until recently, Lord. Tinder in Toronto had a filter where Irish people had to declare that they were Irish. Well, wow. Well, yeah. I'm glad I came here when I did because, I mean, I've always seen none of that. Actually, uh, Toronto girls, they love m- my accent. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I say, <laughs> yeah, I'm Irish and proud. Irish and proud. Yeah. I took a girl on a date and uh, we went uh, to, uh, you know... Pizzeria Libretto, and oh, uh, yeah, shout out, yeah, I bought her flowers. It was very romantic, but uh, it's tough, you know. She said, "Oh, I've been to Ireland before. Oh, I kissed the Blarney Stone." And I said, "Oh, well, if you want, if you be wanting this date to go any further, you better uh, eat the Blarney ass later." Oh, you said I'm into that getting too? my yes. You said that on the date. Yes, I like the... to make sure that I know I'm going to get get my ass ate. This guy, I think, <laughs> needs a visit from Hitch. 
because, uh, dude, that's not a good line. Really, really. I'm oh, well. You know, us Irish, we're very straightforward. We just, you know, say what we're feeling. And right. Very it emotive. Was, it was great. She she looked at me right in the eye and said, "Like, well, I think we can arrange that." Interesting. Oh, so she works. was game. She was game. Yeah. No, it's she <laughs> she ate my ass. Ate my arse like a packet of crisps. She <laughs> Now, it's interesting because I know that the Blarney Stone is a famous thing that tourists go and they're ha- oh, you like you're sort of lowered over an edge and you kiss it. And when I heard about that, because they don't wipe it between kissers, right. I thought it must be full of bacteria and all sorts of germs. But well, maybe it's cleaner than your yeah, arse, yeah, you as you not it. eat my arse then. No, yeah. I keep it very clean. I keep, I, I'd, I'd wager it's cleaner than the Blarney Stone. I'm pretty sure they say a human arse is cleaner than a human mouth. Or something like that. That can't be right. Mouth, that cannot be right. A dog's There's mouth. There's no way. A human's arse right. is cleaner than something. I know I read yeah. that. Well, you know, a like sink. a human's arse is, I think, cleaner than a kitchen sink. I actually moved to Toronto because I um I I thought it would be like pretty open to eating arse because that's where Drake would. You know, remember that story about Drake likes getting his arse ate. No, you don't know that. And you'll have to do it. Google that beautiful it. brogue of yours. Ah, there's just a story. Some woman who who got with Drake's, you know. So it's like I think part of it, you know, he spread his cheeks and lifted up his <laughs> those famous <laughs> cheeks of his, <laughs> lifted up his um, sack, his potato sack, and said, "Go to town, love." And Is that she did. True? I don't know. I I'd say Google it. It's, I it the story itself might not be true, but the. The fact that someone claimed it is true. Wow. wow. Is, is Drake, does he have any Irish blood in him, do you think? Ah. Aubrey? I don't know. I, I mean... Is, is, Drake is Jewish. Yeah. Isn't he? He's Jewish. black That's and kind Jewish. of an Irish thing. So I'd, I'd say no. I'd say we're oh. not that diverse, you know, historically. Mm. Right. But, uh, I mean, I love his music. I, I moved to Toronto for the music. I love I love Canadian music. Tam Cochran. Really? Yeah. Bare naked ladies. Oh, don't get this guy started on the bare naked ladies. See, my ears just perk up when you bare naked ladies. Oh, oh my god! So the ladies are big in uh, in Ireland. No, no. I, I mean, I'm. I was the only one in my in my school who was listening to him. You know, I, I had to. You know how much it cost me for the poster. For the Bare Naked Ladies poster, Gordon Air, a poster that was up in my bedroom. Oh, I don't even want to know. Uh, was it, it a was, lot? It was about, I mean, it was it was about 80 euro. Whoa. And that translates in. as in uh, Canadian dollars? I mean, like, that's about 300 and, 345 Ooh. Canadian dollars. Yeah. Wow. Worth it. Worth every penny, though. To ha- to see those, those nice Scarberian boys looking down on me as I slept. That is amazing. That yeah. you are a dedicated fan. If you paid that much money to have a bare naked ladies poster well, shipped you. to Ireland, thank you. Yeah, but I, I kind of thought they were shite once. Uh, Andy Cregan quit. You know. Oh, the piano player. Yeah, the piano player. They didn't have quite that like, you know, pr- jazz jazz sound right. anymore. Well, you remember know? Bo- the song "Box Set" oh, from box Gordon. Set. That's yes. a real jazzy yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ho- um, dun, 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 dun. Disc oh, yeah. one. That's where I make him. It's too bad. Because if, if he had stayed in the band, Andy Cregan, mm-hmm. would the ladies have pursued more of a jazzy sound? Oh, I hope so. Think about that. That trumpet right at the beginning of Hello City opening up, oh. Gordon. Oh. That always gets me excited. Oh, gets me hard as the Blarney Stone. I feel like I'm in Harlem in the 20s ah, when I hear that. right. Exactly, exactly. And I miss it, you know. Oh, I miss that. 
But, oh. you know, they're all right now, you I, know. I, I feel like I must have expressed this opinion before, but uh, once Stephen Page, you know, left, Ed Robertson, that guy sucks, right? Right. Stephen Page was good. Okay. Ed Robertson, it sucks. Doesn't it suck? Stephen Page has a voice. Restrain me, because I'm about to hit James across his dumb mouth. Oh. Uh, no, he's not wrong, though, Michael. He's not wrong. Stephen Page's voice is like a fresh-poured Guinness. Mm. You know, velvety smooth. It takes ten minutes until it settles. If you call... I will answer. That's my Canadian accent. That was good. Very good. That Thank was really you. good. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, so, sorry, I, Michael. Just, before we leave the topic of the bare naked ladies behind, I just like to to uh, express. I mean, uh, to me, the bare naked ladies are like our U two. Right, They're Canada's U mm, two. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? Nah, no, that I I I can get behind it. But you wouldn't want to be saying that in Dublin. Oh, really? Oh, you'll God, get no. battered. Really? You'll get really? clobbered. And so if Michael yeah. went to a pub in, uh, in Dublin... Temple and, Bar. Yeah, Temple Bar. Uh, yes. and, he, and he goes, gentlemen, I'd like to say something. I think Bare Naked Ladies are Canada's U2 uh, you would to have, all these Irishmen. Uh, uh, well, it, uh, down in Temple Bar, there's a lot of like tourists anyway. But any Irishman, you know, like go to Grafton Street, right? Okay. Mm. Go to Grafton Street, Will and do. you you announce, "Oh, I think bare naked ladies are 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 Canada's U two. Like if, if there's like a guy like juggling there, you know, like mm-hmm. with dreadlocks, he'll he'll <laughs> stop juggling and he'll take his flaming baton and he will start battering you about the head and say, oh. "Bare naked ladies are shite. We know who they are now." We now know who they are. It's not just that one kid who likes them. Oh, and God. Th- that doesn't add up at all because you two are our heroes. They're our supermen, you know? Can I make? Can I buy Mike a ticket to Ireland to make this happen? Because I want this to happen. I want to see Mike Come get Come visit any time, lads. I'll, I'll, a... I'll take the plane ticket. But let's put it this way. I'm not going to talk about the bare naked ladies out loud there. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not going to want to do that. Um, they hate them there. I know. I've got a question. This is You're one or the other, okay, guys? Are you a Joshua Tree guy or an Actung Baby guy? Oh, James, that's a question. James, that's James. a good one. Go to Belfast and ask that question. Oh. You'll be shot right in the heart. Oh, my God. You'll be murdered wow. for multiple reasons. Really? Just for posing yeah. that question. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Don't you want to consider that there's a... Well, wow. you know, because they have a hard time even admitting how much they love you, too, but they do. Oh, no. they do. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm going to say something different, James. Mm. I have a third answer to that question. Yeah. My favorite, you two, is when... Bono and the Edge performed at Parliament Hill for the Canada 150 celebrations. Oh, oh God. That Mike. is the only version of U2 did that they I do acknowledge. That? They absolutely did. Oh. And you might be wondering, hold on, what are two men from Dublin, Ireland, doing here on Parliament Hill in Canada to celebrate Canada 150? Um, and, you know, a lot of people have asked that question. Is it okay to talk about walking around, say, Limerick or Shannon or, or even Belfast? Right. Are no, you no, allowed to bring... Keep Belfast out of it. Keep Belfast out of it. Okay. Are you allowed to sit in a pub, turn to, to the person beside you and say, uh, hey, what do you think of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? Ah. The Broadway musical written by Bono and the Edge. Oh, absolutely. Well, listen, I'll tell you a couple of things. I've not heard of this. Oh, a famous Broadway Bono musical. and the Edge wrote a musical? They wrote a Marvel musical Spider-Man. about Spider-Man. And the Green Goblin and was, was the main villain, and he's green, right. and so is Ireland. Yeah, right. Well, I'll tell you something. 
it's you know we love our uh, our show business our our theater mm-hmm. right and um what happened once uh tearing off the dark I mean, J- i'm thinking sorry J- like george bernard shaw uh-huh um uh, wb yeats right uh all yeats, the, all of <laughs> thank you for i was just about to correct you I've heard that name out loud, not just seen it written. I'll tell you that much, Michael. Samuel Beckett. Beckett. All, Beckett. Yes, all the yes. hilarious, the hilarious cores, playwrights. The, the Coors, yeah, I believe, yeah. have done some writing. Yeah, hilarious. Irish yeah. Rovers. Right, right. Chieftains. Oh. Ah. Oh, have you ever seen Have you ever seen the Irish Rovers' last unicorn song uh, p- uh, performed by a group of second graders? Because yes. I was in that. Really? Right, I was the camel. Me and my friend Chris were the camels. Humpty back camels. Yes, that's a straight up true story. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, once uh, uh, Turn Off to Dark, it was rejected by the Americans, right? Because uh, the Yanks, I bet you'd call them. The Yanks, the Yankee Doodle, no thank yous. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Off with you. Off with you, I say to the Yanks. Bunch of wasters. But uh, it, it, it didn't really last in Broadway because there were so many injuries. I mean, like, the cast was just getting hurt and hurt over and over. Broken legs, broken bones. Like bombings or kneecappings? And no, stuff like no. That. It was just the, the stunts were so dangerous. Oh, I see. People just kept getting hurt. For real. That's a real thing. Okay. There's a, I once saw a video of the Spider-Man going, Mary Jane! And his, his harness snaps and he falls off about a 20-foot. Oh, God. Horrible. It was dead sad. Now, is, that, is that because Bono and the Edge were controlling the, like, they were nah, lifting and nah, lowering they were, the actors they were, they were more worried about the music, you know. They were on the music oh. side. But what, what ended up happening once that was rejected, that came back to Dublin. Oh. And, and Bono and the Edge just played themselves instead. Instead of Spider-Man, like, they, they couldn't get the rights for Marvel. So they just played themselves. Right. And it was like... Bono and the Edge turn off the dark, and Larry Mullen was the uh, villain, was the Green, Green Goblin. Goblin, and he looked the same. You know, Who's Adam Clayton. Adam Clayton was, of course, J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, no, right? Oh, I yeah, could yeah. See that. And he said, "He said, ah, give me that Bono. Give me photographs. Give me photographs of Bono. Paul and and Bono was uh, uh, Peter Parker was Paul Hewson." Bono's alter right. ego, right? And, and Paul Hewson oh, was saying to Adam Clayton, "Get me pictures right. of Bono." So they're running wonderful. a newspaper office on stage as you two, right? And, right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, J. Jonah bottle of Jameson. Uh, oh, is that true? I don't know. Were they drinking a little too much? On ah, stage? yes, right. Oh, absolutely. It was what one of those think, shows Mike? where the crowd—if the crowd comes up and hands you a drink, you gotta drink it. And that was nonstop. It would—it was quite uh, unsafe. There was a lot more. Uh, There's more injuries, but no one gives a shit. You know, no one's mm. complaining and putting it on Twitter. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because a lot of people, when they found out that Bono and the Edge were writing a Spider-Man musical, it seemed. Like an absurd match. Like, it, this. why are they doing it? But the more you think about it, you realize, hold on a second here. Spider-Man is famous for slinging webs. Right, right? yeah. Bono and the Edge are famous for slinging tunes. Exactly. Oh, right? Exactly. Okay. Right? Guitar string. <laughs> Spider string. 
Yeah. In the age, that was that was the big part. Like, you know, in the musical, there's a part where Spider-Man would be swinging around the auditorium oh on a God. spider. But instead, what happened was the edge would... I'm standing up now for the <laughs> listeners. Phil... He would... <laughs> Flynn. The name's Flynn. He'd have his guitar, and he'd strum, and the guitar strings would break... Hang around things, and then he'd be swinging around, and everyone, you know, it, the the thing is, everyone's used to seeing that in in Dublin, so it's like normal, you know. They just do that. That's just our guys. You too. It's a different way of life. It sounds like in in Ireland. Ah, take it or leave it, you know. Okay, I do. <laughs> I do miss it sometimes. Right. Wow. Yeah, it makes us seem like really friggin' lame. Uh, you know, comparatively. Yeah, you are, you are. You're about your Canadians. God, you know. that is wild, man. Uh, yeah. Woo. So is would you say Ireland is a is a you know how people are like, I'm Marvel, I'm DC. Would you say that Ireland in general is like Marvel? And well, is Britain DC? Is that the way it works? Well let me hold or? let me just do a quick interjection. U two's song uh Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me was for Batman Forever, and ah, that's DC. Right, right. So, so U2 does have a DC connection yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, we're like, all the best parts of Marvel and DC rolled into once, rolled into one, but, you know, you just imagine like, like, actually, yeah, it's like, Marvel and DC rolled into one, but we had like the jackboot of the English on our throats for hundreds of years. Oh, I and see. And so like there's lots of starvation and like right. poor, you know, like uh, poverty. So it's like that. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 Marvel, DC rolled into one, poverty. I'm surprised that Bono and the Edge didn't, ma- that they made the, the villain in Spider-Man turn off the dark, the green goblin instead of Her Majesty the Queen. Ah, well. Mm, right? That well, would have been a different show. Yeah, we just, I mean... Whatever actor would have played her would have been throttled you know, at the first performance. Bricks. Really? Mortar. <laughs> Dust. Mortar. <laughs> not mortar. Not mortars like like uh, the weapon. Like what goes between bricks. Yeah, so mortar. Is like, that called mortar? I think so. The, isn't like it? the goo that holds the, the goo that, yeah. So so they would have what would have happened is is they would have started they wouldn't have brought bricks into the theater, but they would have started they would have said, Ah, there's a queen and started pulling the bricks down and, and taking the little bits of mortar, dry mortar and flinging it like gambit. If so it was Irish, flat. Yeah. Oh like gambit, gambit from X Men? Yeah, right, right. Oh, man. The Irish public can't discern between an actor portraying the queen and the actor. Actual queen is no, what you're saying. No, it's called Queen Rage. In wow. my own business that I run, I actually don't even accept $20 bills because of that. Queen's on there. Is that true? Well, yeah. what what business do you run? Oh, I own a pub, of course. Oh, duh. Oh, walking stereotype. Wa- walking, talking stereotype right oh, here. Cool. You, yeah, yeah, I own an Irish pub. Oh, fine. And uh, yeah, that's actually why I thought I'd get on your uh, little poddy, poddy cast oh, that, uh, to that. see if I could drum up a bit of uh, business, especially what with St. Patrick's Day coming. Yes, well, with St. We Patrick's Day t- almost two weeks away, we yeah. thought, what better time to have an Irishman on? Ah, thank you. Um, thank you. So, so so tell us about your pub. What's it called? Ah, well, it's called Piddle Dee Diddle Dees. 
Oh, it's like okay. kind of like a play on words, like piddle d initial d diddle d's. Oh, a play on that. Yeah, on yeah, that phrase. Piddle d diddle d's. Yeah. yeah, like <laughs> it's actually the name of our uh, my favorite Taoiseach, uh Piddle d diddle d. Now you just said a word there that I have no idea what it means. Do you mind uh, explaining that to our listeners? Uh, Taoiseach is like uh, the president of Ireland. Oh, like uh, have you heard of Bertie Ahern? Of course I have. <laughs> he was the Taoiseach. Yeah. And then there's, of course... He's like Bernie Bo- Sanders. Right? <laughs> yeah, Bertie Ahern was the Irish <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Okay. But, you know, socialism for all, but like, just like, hopefully dinner. Hopefully something for dinner. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Piddle, my, my only objection to the name Piddledy Diddledies is it does kind of sound like urine. Yeah, piddle. That, that's the joke. It's like piddle means piss. Okay. Pissed, right. Yeah. So you have a, a piss joke. No, you get all, come get p- pissed up, right? Oh, get pissed. Get pissed. Okay. Because okay. I was like yeah. you, James. Maybe I was picturing like a big puddle of urine, like a urinal. Nah, but like a urinal. Nah, yeah. nah. I mean, listen. When I first took over the place, I will say it did. There was an overwhelming stench of urine. Mm. But oh, is that so? Now it just smells really strongly like urinal pucks. Like, you know those bars that you walk past, mm-hmm. like hur- like a Hurricanes on Bloor Street? You walk past, you can just smell the urinal cakes. <laughs> smell coming out. That's exactly what kind of bar we are. And that brings in customers. Uh, well, I mean, you'd, you'd hope so, but we're not we're not having a lot of luck. Oh, no. no like, no. I came to Toronto and I saw all these places that are like, oh, dive bar, dive bar. Like, oh, it's really, like, we're a dive bar, but we charge, like, Eight dollars for a bottle of fucking fifty or something. So I thought, like, okay, we'll do that. But like, I think we're just a real dive bar, and like, right. the only people come in are like sad, sad, like mm. not, not all right. Oh, I'm so sorry to yeah, hear. Well, barely spend any money. Oh. Like, clearly have al- alcohol problems. And like, for an Irish man to say you you have an alcohol. Uh, it's hard to say that word, alcohol. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's yeah. almost like it's your first time trying to work your tongue around it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, because we just call it booze. Right. You know, really, oh. right. yeah, so but, why do you think, I mean, other than the fact that the name is a bit weird. Piddly um, diddly? Why, why do you think you're having diddly. trouble attracting a decent clientele? I don't know. I mean, like. It's not the greatest location. Oh, like, it's okay. hard to get to. Oh, is it off the subway or is it? Yeah, I mean, like it's actually you can get there by transit, but it's at the airport. Oh, it's an airport bar. Yeah, well, like kind of like it's not like you're not like getting like the like people fly. It's at Terminal Two. Oh, Terminal which Two, which has been shut down apparently. Yeah, apparently. people who aren't from Toronto, like, we, we have Terminal One and Terminal Three you yeah. can use, but Terminal Two was shut down. Like, they're probably rebuilding yeah. it or something. I, I, I'm not really. So sure. how the hell? So and you're at the unused terminal, right? Yeah. So like, we're like it's open to public. Oh, right. But like, so you like? I mean, the, the thing is, is like, it's not that hard. It's like take the. Up Express. Right, the train, right, the airport right, train, yeah. yeah. I, I think I have to get me bearings here a little bit. Take the Up Express, yeah. and then get on the monorail, yes. and then okay. right when, like, between the terminals, when it would be Terminal 2, yeah. you hit emergency exit, and you oh. just pry it open. They're used to it. If there's anyone who, like, you see anyone who's like, works at an airline, they'll help you. Oh, okay. you just It's not that far of a hop down and we're right there with a so, big smile on our face saying hey welcome to piddle dee please enjoy yourself please come on in you're certainly uh i can tell you're very personable i can imagine you're a wonderful bartender with a, i'm sure a, a bunch of stories to tell uh, 
But it seems like for the average punter, to use that term, maybe you're familiar with, to mm-hmm. uh, to get to your pub, it'll take quite a bit of planning. Ah, but plan a night out, whatever. I mean, like... There is a lot what? of fun stuff out by the airport. Ah, like, we're you know, right like across Highway the... 427. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just pull off, pull off. Pull off. strip clubs. Yeah, uh, the landing strip is right there. Yeah. We get a lot of, like, uh, runoff from the landing strip, I think. Like, people, when you when someone gets banned from there, mm. they often come into our place. Why, uh, why is that, that there are so many strip clubs by the airport? Is that every airport? Is it because of uh, international businessmen coming in and staying in the hotels by the airport? Yeah, or are are pilots just total horn dogs? Uh, Yeah, I'd I'd say either way, it's for married men to cheat on their wives. Yeah, or like definitely be unfaithful. One hundred percent. There's nothing more romantic than you know the area surrounding an airport. That's what I'm saying. It, that's yeah. why I'm Sexy, saying you're, you're, there exactly. is, you know, it's a decent yeah. location. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, it's not... It's a lot of roads and, uh, you know, na- highways with very fast cars. Yeah, like, and, it uh, looks industrial. Gray, very gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Like, mm. um, Northern England more so than yeah. Ireland, I'd say. But So, so... On an average day, what is business like? How many uh, people do you get in there? I mean, it's not great. I mean, like, we have our regulars, but you don't see too much of any. But, like, once in a while, like, you know, a couple pilots will come in. Uh, mm. But, like... Cheating you, on their wives. In the, sure, sure, exactly. Mm, like yep. It's like they, like, they, for some reason, can't go to their regular place. Like, they've probably... They're probably cheating on the stripper mm. that they're cheating on their wives with. Mm. Oh, they'll God. come in... Get pitched up, but then they all always have to like go fly a plane, so right? You, like, but you must cut them off before they have to fly. No, I mean, like, I gotta make money, right? Yeah, True. and also but then, like, enough with the nanny state, Mike. Yeah, if people want to, people want to drink before they fly. Right. it's their business. Right. The other thing too, we serve right from nine in the morning all the way till. Five six in the in the morning, like we don't we we don't give a shit about the nanny state government of Ontario's oh. last last call and and like no drinking before eleven. Like you come in, you can have a drink anytime, any place. Oh, I live there. Just knock, and I'll be there, and I'll say oh, right away, right away. But if you try to pay with a twenty dollar bill. I'll I'll send you across the street to like the convenience store there, and please come back because most of the time people don't come back and pay their bills. That's and, right. And, and our premier Doug Ford, known teetotaler and uh, cunt. Oh, well, sorry, can I use that word? Yeah. Well, you're Irish, and in Ireland it's less offensive. Yeah, so. yeah it certainly yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I always say like you know people people are like oh you know in England they use that word all the mm. time. I'm like yeah. Have you ever met an English person? Tell me a better way of describing them. Oh, that is very good. Now Thanks. at this point, I feel like we have to apologize to some of our uh, our British fans who are listening and probably gritting their teeth and and uh, you know waving their fists at their earbuds. Yeah, you might want to apologize to the Irish as well. <laughs> you know. Yes, I agree. If you're listening and you're English, please apologize right now to Ireland. Uh, and maybe we'll get a British person on someday to hear the other the other side. That's a right. lovely idea. Maybe we'll get Meghan Markle. Do you think she's speaking in an English accent? No. Oh, that's going to happen. Yeah. In like, like 10 years. Madonna did. Exactly. Brian uh, Adams, too. Does he speak? Yes. No. The Canadian Brian no. Adams. Well, now when you hear him, he's a bit. Uh, but that's yeah. because he fucked Princess Di. 
What? Oh, yeah. God. If you have sex with Princess Doi, you start speaking in an English accent. Let's back up a, so uh, I, I a never tiny did. bit here. Now, are you are you saying that this is a true story? That Brian Adams, Canadian musical legend, with so many hits, run to you. Mm. Cuts like a knife. Cuts like a knife. Uh, the one thing I do. Everything I do. I do. Yeah. saying that he slept with the late Princess Diana. Well, I mean, would it... If it's, if it's not true, and I can't prove it... Is it illegal to say that? No. Okay, then yes. <laughs> yes, I think he did. I'm not sure. I think I just have seen that reported and and uh, as fact. Well, he's Brian freaking Adams. He probably slept with lots of people. You know, CBC, I think, ran a story on that on one of their podcasts. Oh, uh, someone knows something. Did did, About... did Brian Adams. Oh, my God. Wow. Is, is Brian Adams implicated in the... Sleep with Princess Di. No. In the death of Princess died? I don't think so. Perhaps? No, that's that's a bit much. All right. Unless. Ooh. Although, let's look at this here. All right. If if you're if what you're saying is true and Brian Adams slept with the princess die, hmm. Take a good look at uh William and Harry. Mm. Who do they look more like? Prince Charles or Brian, or Brian Adams? Adams? Ah. That, you know that's a good point and I saw a picture of uh Harry uh, with tight acid wash jeans and a tucked in white t shirt once. And where did he get that influence? I I Brian. you know, I, I remember seeing a thing of Harry like uh like playing guitar by an empty pool. Mm. So Yeah. You yeah. never know. You know that there's a Brian Adams song and I hate to get rude and crude, but there is a song, I believe it's on the Waking Up the Neighbors uh, album, perhaps, called I Wanna Be, and then in, in parenthesis, Your Underwear. Is there a world where he wrote that song about Princess Di? Well, wow. Is I'm, that true, Mike? That is a real Brian Adams song. I like, Wanna Be Your Underwear. Like, I'm not, like, obviously a big fan of the um, Royals, mm. but... That's like a fairy tale, that idea. Being someone's underwear? No, like that he wrote <laughs> that about Princess Di. It's yeah. on the album 18 Till I Die. Uh, I want to be your underwear. I don't want to be someone. I think we've actually talked about this, Mike. But Yeah, I bring it up quite a bit. Uh, why would you want to be someone's underwear? Their butt is there too, dude. Yeah. Well, maybe he's into scat play. Maybe oh. he's into being... Too, like, underwear is there for a reason. It's so we don't make our pants disgusting. Well, <laughs> there you go. I Brian, can see that on a shirt. Brian Adams, another... Canadian ass eater. No. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess he likes having his ass ate. I want. Okay. All right. No. No. He wants to be her underwear. That's proof. It's that's proof, and you know it. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, oh, you heard one. it here first. Wow. We're learning so much. So, but you're saying that you will not accept twenty dollars Canadian bills because it has Queen Elizabeth second uh, on them. I so. might have to. I might have to lighten up. Yeah, on they that. can't be. I mean, I get. I admire your you know, uh, stance, but it's, that can't be a good business plan. Nah, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of stupid, I think. Mm, mm. I don't know. But, I mean, we've, we've got all, you know, we're really trying, like, we got, like, a, a ton of, like, good stuff at this bar, like, we got a, a, a open mic night. Okay. Like the, Do you mean open mic night, Yeah, perhaps? in Ireland we call it open mic, of course. Oh, um, and it, like it's like comedy, like all the comedy guys. Like it, it's actually pretty good. Like we'll get like it's surprising. Like it's so far out of the way, but these stand-up comedians will out, will all come. They'll order water, 
and will wait all night for their turn to say their jokes. Right. And it's just, it's wonderful. Well, it's anything, anything to get stage time. Every little bit of right. stage time is right. valuable, even yeah. if it's two And I minutes. host it, I host. I'm working on some oh, material myself. You're doing, you're doing stand-up. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, like, you know, like... The Irish people are are the funniest like people, right? Yeah, like think funny. about you know, like all those that you named before, Shah, Yeats, uh, the Coors. Yes. Um who else is Irish comedian? Oscar you, Wilde. Oscar Wilde. Yeah, yeah, like he was funny. so many funny quotes about dying and like how society like hates you and like even you know, if you die very, in the gutter at least you're you're looking, looking at the stars. Yeah, it's funny stuff like yeah, that. Funny, funny, like, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So I've like a lot of like you know, I'm like tapping into that, right? Like, okay, so yeah. like, can I do a can I can I do a, a couple of bits? Please, Joe, please, Joe. I'm, a, I'm a stand-up head. This okay, is exciting. Love to, oh, love to hear good, this. good. Okay, so like, okay, okay. So, uh, my me ma's not doing too good now, right? Oh, me so ma's. Sorry to hear. No, like, thank it's you, thank joke. you. It's oh, dude, it's joke, a stand-up. Right? But it's it is true, very senile mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, Parkinson's, but anyway, hmm. that's not part of the joke. Okay. <laughs> so I took her into a home, like a retirement home, and uh, you know, I said, "Oh, she has a hard time uh, getting around. I hope you've got walkers." And they said, "No, but we serve Tato with tea." I don't understand. I like the way you, your voice changed at the end of that, but I don't understand the punchline. Right. Well, like I said, walkers is a brand of crisps. And I was talking okay. about like walkers that she needs to walk. Right. And Tato is and another brand. Tato is another brand. brand. So she thought I was asking if they had walkers. That's and pretty good. That's really okay. good. See that, Mike? Really so you're good. You're asking you for walk- a walker and she's offering you potato chips. Yes, yes. Right. Exa- not, not exactly what you need in that situation. Nah, nah. Well, okay, okay. How about this then? Okay. Uh, yeah, how old? Your man, you're, how about in Ross Common, you know? They, they're not too bright. They, you might say they don't have two euro to rub together in between the brain, right? In between the ears there. And, uh, <laughs> for example, for, you know, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. No, 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 no by no, all means. Was that your example? joke? No, no. Oh, I'm, oh, okay. I, okay. I went into the pub. <laughs> I went into the pub and I said to your man, uh, yeah, I'll have a, I'll, do you have, do you have a harp? And he said, no, but there's a piano you can play in the corner. Because harp is a brand of beer. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, it's really good. So you got, to, I guess you got to know the products of Ireland if you really want to get my stuff. Yeah. You know, I have a funny Ireland story. Uh, because uh, Flynn, as, as you know, in Ireland, they'll say the word crack, meaning fun. Right. Like, are C-R-A-I-C, you having the crack? C-R-A-I-C, crack. Having crack. Having a crack. Oh, is that we'll what they say? Yeah. yeah. So I'm addicted I went, to having a crack. Exactly. So I went to Ireland, crack and I'm hearing it. everybody go, oh, I'm having crack, I'm having crack, I'm having crack. I'm like, you know, we are so sheltered in North America, we don't just openly talk about doing crack. So I came home, and I bought crack, and I smoked it, <laughs> and I was actually in kind of a bad place for a couple of years. Right. Well, and then I learned, oh, no, no, they weren't talking about rock cocaine right smoke they were just that's another word for fun was that and that, maybe that's a stand-up bit i could do sometime i don't good. know james was that like the last thing like you heard that and you felt like such a fool i was like well if they're all and doing crack, crack and they seem fine i've yeah. always wanted to try yeah unfortunately there's quite a lot of crack around my bar but i'm trying to now do you mean, mean fun yeah, you mean one? having fun unfortunately I don't mean oh, that one. Yeah, smoke. Yeah, no, it it's not. Uh, but uh, you uh, know, we're we're good. working on Is it, it. You green, know, at least ah, that would like be green fun. Beer, green yeah. beer. Yes, on yeah. St. Patrick's Day, maybe you should make a deal with the crack crack dealer. Yeah, there's and a crack dealer. Dye the crack green. Yeah, that's not a that's not the worst idea I've heard. <laughs>
Okay, listen, I th- I think you guys didn't really like, I can tell like, you, were, you didn't really get my jokes, but I have like no! a big closer. Let me just we tell did. you. James didn't get them, I can tell No, that. I was explaining them to you. Like, yes, I'd love to hear your closer. A big closer, it's, it's a All bit right. of a story-like joke, but okay. I think it's well worth it, right? Yeah, okay. Well, it, like every hilarious Irish story, this begins at a funeral. Ah. Right, my, okay. my, gran- humor. my granddad. Uh, right. uh Passed away <laughs> from the so, drink, of course. So okay, funny. Sorry Drank to himself to death, as everybody does, which is hilarious. And, mm. you know, not everyone in Ireland does drink to excess, but most of us do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I uh, stopped by and, you know, uh, me, me granddad's in his bed, as, as is the tradition. You know, uh, you, you'll, you know, you'll die in bed and then you stay there. And uh, everyone who stops by goes down to the river and gets a rock and puts it into bed with you. And it keeps your cold rocks, keep your body preserved until it's time to wrap you up in the sheets, tie it up, tie them up, and you throw them back in the river. And that's an Irish funeral. And then we all go back to your house and get pissed, right? So I was there, oh. and uh, me, uh, my granddad's cousin was there and she was crying 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 she said oh teddy oh we done you wrong we done you wrong and i said auntie mary what are what are you on about and she said well flynn i'll tell you this story <laughs> once and i'll never tell it again she said when i was a little girl your granddad he got laid off at the watch factory and he came home and said ah well looks like we're gonna have to figure out what to do because i've been laid off and, you know, we've got mouths to feed, you know, there's Tungus and Mary and Lil and Barry and little Matty and the twins, Gorney and Borny. And <laughs> <laughs> of course, I love Seamus, Regan, Declan, and of course the other twins, Terry and <laughs> Barney. So, so uh, long story short... <laughs> She said, "Okay." He, Dad said, "Mary, come with me. We're gonna we're gonna have to go out to the country to visit me cousins and ask for a loan because they had a bit of money." And so she she went with him, and they put on their shoes, which were just, of course, potato skins, strapped onto the bottom of your feet, and walked ten miles out into the country and out into West Cork, and uh, knocked on the door and said, "Ah, how are you?" How are you? Well, I'm sorry to say, but I've been laid off, and if and it wouldn't be too much trouble, I'm going to have to ask you for a loan just to get by. So we got, got all the mouths to feed. Regan and Tegan and Daniel and Donal and Malango and Harambe. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Auntie Mary told me that she saw that her aunt, her, her dad's cousin was re- reaching into her pocketbook and said, oh, Teddy, it's okay, okay, we'll get you. And she was pulling out a £10 note. And uh, then her husband came around and said, oh, what's all this then? And uh, she said, oh, Aunt, uh, old Teddy's been laid off. We're going to give him a little bit of help. And uh, Aunt said, no, put that, put that money back. Put that money back. It's We're going to help you in a better way, Ted, okay? And he walked around back of the house and he came back with a sack full of turnips. Okay. And uh, my granddad said, well, okay, I'll take that, and thank you very much, and let's go, Mary. 
And Mary said, you know, as it was starting to get dark and they had a 10-mile walk back to town, she said, Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do? We're going to starve. We're going to starve. Turnips can't feed us all for, for, you know, as long as it takes you to get a job. And my granddad said, it's okay, love. Something will turn up. Turnip. Something will turn up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. And that's a joke. Now, I will tell you. I love that joke. Thank you, thank you. I didn't know where you were going with it until you, the very end, well, and I am laughing. Thank you for sticking with I me. I have to... Mike, I mean, look, Flynn, that was a long walk to get to turn up, turn up. I'm just going to say that. Worth something, every step. I can't feel like I kind of blew the punchline, too. No. Something will turn up. Something will turn up. Well, it's your closer, you said? Yeah. It's like, so that's like the... And I'm telling you right here, like... It's a hundred percent a true story. That whole story about no, my really? granddad going out into the country to get and and getting a sack of turnips instead of money is truer, you might say, than the other stories I've been telling wow. today. Yeah, that I, I mean, we've had many jokes told on the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a pretty epic one. Wow. It reminded me of like those epic, uh, heartbreaking stories that like. Um, like a, a Frank McCourt would have told Right, you, right? right, yeah. Now like I'm, quite Joycean. Yes. Mo- but hilarious like Joyce. Hilarious like Joyce. Thank you. you know, you've heard of moves like Jagger? Yeah. Uh, about stories like Joyce. Ah, that's lovely. I'm putting that on my comedy album, which I will now, be releasing. Oh, <laughs> I'll really? be expecting supreme royalties from JFL, uh, Sirius oh. XM Radio. Do you know, yeah, do they play Irish content? No, I think they don't anymore. I think they've gone back to Canadian. You better get your citizenship uh, in order. You better immigrate. My God. Wow. Um, Wonderful. Amazing. I mean, you know, I'm going to give you one suggestion. Now, I'm a big Chris Delia, Dane Cook, Joe Rogan, obviously a stand-up fan. And you might want to listen to them to pump up that joke, that turnip joke. Okay. Uh, Maybe work in, you know... The F word, or I don't know, uh, sex or something, or where were you acting tough? Right. Anywhere, Mike. But you know, audiences now like people. This Irish guy doesn't know. Well, audiences James, now, you know, also, they want you, you to can, be a tough guy. On you stage. can get fucked. As far as okay, I'm there concerned. you go. How's that go. for an F word for you? You can get fucked. That's, you can fuck okay. off. You're fucking. We're getting the Irish temper. Fucking piece of shit this. building okay. living here. No Irish. Fucking fuck you, James. Hey, that was not my law. That was the. The city of Toronto. Ah, you stood behind that law. You stood behind that boy law like a little little coward. I'm a pioneer to to be the first. You were forced. No. You were forced by my lawyer to let me rent here. Well, forced is one way to put it. Another way to put it is I I agreed when it was pressed legally. I agreed. When I was legally told to let an Irishman stay here, I said, okay. Well, thank you. Jeez. My goodness, the fireworks uh, is going off here in this episode of the Land. That joke is podcast. gold. I love that joke. You know what? Don't, I would say ignore James's advice and do it the way you did it. Just word for word, the same uh, way you did it. Ah, uh, you're audience, a love, Mike. Audience will love you. Aren't you a little doughty? Come here, let me pet behind your ear. <laughs> do oh, lovely, that. lovely. Ah, <laughs> uh, that. that joke. You could find a joke like that at the end of the rainbow if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> really good. Oh God. Um well should we take a break and come back with the game? We've got I think it's about one that final time. segment to go here. Uh yeah. Flynn, can we put our differences aside and do a 
the most popular segment on podcasting? Ah, absolutely, James. I didn't really even mean it. Canadian, so sensitive. Oh, you're right. I agree with you on that. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Podmess. We're here with um, Irishman Flynn McDermott. A tiddly diddly do. <laughs> Flynn, thank you for being here. Um, now, Flynn, you may not know this, but uh, this last segment we do here is um, very popular. It uh, always goes viral. Prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. Strap in. Do Irish people wear seatbelts? Mm, not usually, no. Well, you might... They, they started, like, a campaign, like, do wear seatbelts. And yeah. so, you know, women and children do now. Yeah. Okay, not the men. No. Hmm. Well, you might want to, you know, strap in here because uh, this is the game. Let's play the theme song. It's time for the game, the game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral, and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. And there it is. So this week's game is thematically linked to you, Flynn, our guest. Uh, we're honoring your Irish heritage ah. by doing a fun game about Ireland, about a specifically famous Irish character Ooh. from the silver screen. Are you familiar with the Leprechaun series of movies? Uh, scary stuff. That's it's a horror series, mm-hmm. right? Right. Okay. There was Leprechaun one, um, two. There was three. one where, yeah. There was one where Leprechaun went to Las Vegas. I remember. There's Leprechaun in space. Mm-hmm. There's Leprechaun in the hood. Yep. Um, I think Jennifer Aniston's in one of them. She's in the first one, I believe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Before wow. Friends. Well. Can I ask, how do those friends afford that big New York City apartment? Mike, how do they afford this, it? I don't want to get into it. This is gold. No, it's... This is for another day, but... Cliche. We're going to talk about the Leprechaun character. Leprechaun, of course, portrayed by the actor Warwick Davis. Today's game is called The Landlord and Tenant Podmess Presents Other Ideas for Leprechaun Movies in the Series. Can I ask, did Warwick Davis also play... Like R two D two, yeah, I knew he was in Willow. No, R two D two was Kenny Baker, and me mom met him. Is that true? Me mom's me mom's friend Margaret knew Kenny Baker's wife. She was also a little person, and uh, she me mom met Kenny Baker. Wow! Did he enjoy being stuck in that little robot machine bin all all day? I don't, I don't really think so. I think he enjoyed the paychecks, Mike. Yeah, (laughs) been about nine movies. I bet he did. Like what? was he even doing in there really like i don't yeah, think like they C3, needed him c3po there's acting involved right. he's talking yeah. and moving his arms yeah r2d2 i think you it, know i think there's stories about him being forgotten in there too oh no yeah oh, no. is kenny baker an irishman or is he english? no no i think he's english and uh deceased Oh, oh God! Sorry, I hear that. Yeah. But he didn't die in the r2d2 no no not as far as i know but you know those prequels you never know Oh. That's a joke. Well, oh, okay. Oh. Warwick Davis played... Um, and also, isn't it Warwick Davis? I think it's pronounced Warwick. It's like you don't say Gloucestershire, Shire, you say Gloucester. Right? Okay. Glus- glu- yeah. Anyway, sorry, you were saying other movies. He Warwick, played uh, Warwick Wick- Wicket, 
the Ewok in Return of the Jedi. Wow. Yeah. He's also in that the Ricky Gervais produced sitcom. What was it called? Life's, Life's too short. Life's too short. Yeah. But Ricky Gervais, another Englishman. Sorry to bring it up. He has a brand new Netflix series called Afterlife right now. Ah, he should he should put out something called Unwatchable. Okay. <laughs> we might have to cut that okay. little snipe yeah. from the podcast. Sorry, sorry. Call me when Tommy Tiernan has his next TV show. Okay. <laughs> right. We will. Oh, Dara yeah. O'Brien. How about another one for a perfect Ed tr- Byrne. Is that his name, Ed Burns? Ed oh, Burns. isn't he American? Oh, no, there's one Ed Byrne and Ed Burns, but one of them is Irish. Okay. The long hair. Okay. Oh, he's here's lovely. One. Here's one for you. Chris O'Dowd. Uh, oh, he's Irish. Traitor. Is he? I think so. Because he came to America? Mainstreams. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember how he was an Irish cop in Bridesmaids? Yeah. And it was just, he was an Irish cop in Los in Angeles? L.A. <laughs> LA is lousy with Irish cops. Uh, we don't have a lot of options, unfortunately. Right. Oh yeah. Anyway, we're getting off uh, the rail. We're going off the rails here. So yeah. let's get into the game here. We're gonna go around the triangle, and we're each gonna dream up a new installment of the Leprechaun series of movies. Who would like to go first? James, you want? I'll go first. Um, how about a movie called Leprechaun Goes to College? Oh, not a bad idea, right? So, you know, um, the movie would start at Frosh Week and the leprechauns going to all the parties, mm-hmm. going to frats and sororities and okay. doing keg stands and drinking and partying and having sexy parties with w- girls and stuff. And then he also could, as the climax of the movie you know, hits, he could um, take on all these liberal students who are trying to stop free speech. Uh, you know, and let these professors be able to, you know, let debates happen. Really? So maybe in the maybe in the climax, Ben Shapiro comes to speak at the university, now, and, and these students are trying there, to stop him. There's a real leprechaun right there, not very tall. Okay, very funny. And uh, the leprechaun uh, is able to let Ben Shapiro do a debate. Can you do like a maybe um, act out like a line? Maybe the leprechaun says. Okay. Um, look. Look, the liberal media's gone too far. I don't know, is that Newfoundland? No, it's not bad. Not it's bad. the same thing. Not bad. We've got to be able to we've got to be able to have open debates. But he yeah. has kind of like a hey, Oh yeah, like you're a, right. He's a, he's you're a right. I'm the leprechaun. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's sounded Italian almost. <laughs> well Leprechaun goes to Italy. Why? That could be a movie. Oh, that is good. Leprechaun <laughs> do goes to Italy. Do uh, do no, let me ask. Do I tell do Italians have their own version of it? I was just going to ask that, Phil. They do. And his name was Benito Mussolini. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I, you know, I, you know, I honestly thought you were going to say uh, <laughs> Rob, uh, Roberto oh, Benini. Benini. I thought so. He's too. like an oh. Italian leprechaun, isn't he? <laughs> or, <laughs> well, he is a little sprightly guy. Wonderful jumping on all, yeah. all those chairs at the Academy Awards. Yeah, every oh, year. lovely life little is beautiful. guy. Pinocchio. Oh yeah, he he he! And it's amazing too because his career just bl- went up and up from that point. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just like just like the uh, Frenchman from The Artist. Oh, he's mm, in everything, blowing now. up, blowing up, and that dog yeah. also in everything. Oh, oh, I love that dog. Little and it ushered in that whole new era of silent movies that that came back around. Blew again. right up. Yeah. <gasps> 
Uh, my goodness. Well, maybe are you done? That sounds like a lovely idea, although it goes against my politics, James. Hmm. Yes, I think I'm done. Um, I might jump in here and do my version of the Leprechaun movies. Uh, now, <laughs> I just came up with the idea of Leprechaun goes to Italy, and it's not my it's it's not my um, the movie I'm going to talk about. Although I'd like to spend a minute uh, discussing it. Imagine Leprechaun going to Italy in a movie, right? Mm. Imagine Leprechaun touring around Rome and seeing the Colosseum and going to Vatican City. Yeah, he could be like, why is that build? Why is that building not straight? And they could be like, it's because it's the Leaning Tower of Pisa. What? Oh, I, I don't it. like that. It's so crooked. Yeah. And then you go to Venice. And he'd be like, this place is too full of tourists. Mm. And the leprechaun would kind of get bummed out. He'd be like, where I'm from, the roads are paved with stone. Here, the roads are water. But it would rhyme. Because didn't he rhyme? Here, the roads are water. I'd love... That could be the yeah. uh, the quote on the poster. <laughs> leprechaun Italy. Here, the roads are water. <laughs> where we're going, the roads are water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about this one? The roads in Ireland, you don't need a boat. But the roads here in Venice, you just might float. I love it. I think I think there'd be seen at the Vatican where the Pope is oh, doing God. his doing his uh, sermon, and he gets goes kind of cross-eyed, and he says, "Oh, oh, you know," he goes cross-eyed, and you can tell something's going on, and then the leprechaun comes out from under his frock, and he's oh, he's God. been sucking him off. <laughs> Every Pope's nightmare. Every Pope. It'd be like that scene from Police Academy. Yeah. Those was, are those oh, are classic movies. Oh, your holiness, I can tell you've been eating pineapple. <laughs> He'd say. He'd say that. <laughs> Imagine the scene of the leprechaun sitting down in a real Italian pizzeria and he get he gets served like a Neapolitan pie and he goes, Oh, they don't make him like this where I come from <laughs> And it's just a nice scene of him enjoying his pizza pie, having a nice glass of you know, Chianti or whatever the hell. And uh, <laughs> he, you just know he's had a nice vacation. Anyway, that's not the movie I want to talk about. Uh, the, my proposal for the movie would be called Leprechaun Joins the NDP, which oh is a political God. film about the leprechaun joining Canada's uh, left-wing party. Basically, they're a socialist party. And he uh, helps drum up excitement for the 2019 election that's happening in October. And that's my idea. Oh, well... No thanks. Now that I think about it, I think Leprechaun in Italy has, has more potential. I do think he's just about as appealing as most NDP candidates. Oh, okay. oh come on. Walk I've got, oh, I've got another on. line from uh, Leprechaun in Italy. Leprechaun is watching an Italian soccer match, and he gets frustrated at the, the players diving. You know, right. like pretending Very they've been good. hurt. Right. And he goes, if you... He goes, uh... He goes, uh if you want to take five, I'll help you dive. And then he goes onto the field and cuts with a chainsaw one of their legs off. He's like, now that's a real dive. <laughs> I, think, I think he should cut one of their heads off and kick it in the net. Oh, and, and then he win does the that. game for Ireland. Oh, hey, that's, that's a good idea. Good. How about this? If we're still riffing on ideas of <laughs> Leprechaun being in Italy, he takes a trip to Sicily. Oh, yeah, you know where I'm going with this, oh, right? Oh, Michael, keep talking. If anyone here has seen The Godfather or Goodfellas or any mob movies, so mm-hmm. the leprechaun, let's say he's uh, he's like flirting with a with a girl in a shop, right? Mm-hmm. And the girl's father, who's a mobster, comes out and is like, 
You better stop talking to my daughter, mm-hmm. or else I make things very bad for you, a leprechaun. And the leprechaun looks up at it, at this mob boss. And he goes, uh, and he, he does a rhyme that mm-hmm. blows the mob boss's mind, and it goes like this: like, you might, you might be in the mob, but I can. Uh, oh, oh, oh you almost had it. Let me figure it out. How here. about hit job? Ooh, hold on. How about this? You might be in the mafia, but I can. Oh, I can't. But I can't no, no, do I've it. got I it. I've got it. it. You might be in the mafia, but I'm about to get on top of you. And then he gets <laughs> on top of him and stabs him with a fork. Right. Ah, like a spaghetti fork. Yeah, like the, what the what the guy was eating spaghetti. with. Spaghetti. Ah, See, lo- James, you're better. At, you're better I'm, at coming up with these rhymes than I am. Uh, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> good, good, good for you, oh. James. Phil, it looks like it's your turn. Right, Flynn's turn, is it? Oh, sorry. That's Flynn, okay. Flynn, looks like it's your turn. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It's all very stupid what we're doing here, Eddie. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, Speak for yourself. I will say, I will say th- that I do find the game, the premise of the game, offensive. Sorry. But I, I would like to just, on behalf of the show, offer my sincerest and deepest apologies. Very good, And man. please know, Irish listeners... Michael has Irish background. I have Irish background. Yeah. So, so like... This is bulletproof. Oh, this is bulletproof. I have Irish background, too. Uh, <laughs> but um, the, what I like is that you, you, in both your stories, you, you made sort of leprechauns like just a hero. Like, he's not like <laughs> murdering... Like, in the it- Italian one, which was no one's official pick, yes. he's like a bit more of a, ter- of, of a terror. Which is fun. I like that. I like that one a a lot. From you know, from Mm. being a terror. Mm -hmm. So, like, I do like the idea of seeing it through the leprechaun's eyes. So, my my idea is leprechaun in Toronto. Oh, he thinks it's his lucky day. He he gets his work visa, and he opens up a pub in Toronto where he's always wanted to go. But then he gets there and he finds that it's a very big, very cold city. Not just in temperature, it can be very lonely, and his pub is mm. kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and no one's really going except for like mm. a crack dealer and some very sad cases who don't even pay for their drinks. And mm-hmm. you know, he's he's been promised that on St. Patrick's Day, that's when he'll get ninety percent of his income, but. Mm. Nobody, but, but, you know, he's really having a hard time getting the word out. But then I like to think that there's a happy ending. And then on St. Patrick's Day, the door blows open and all these co-eds come in. And then it's kind of like the college one. And they're all partying and oh. wearing the green beads and like being kiss me, I'm Irish. And like Leprechaun's like, well, I suppose I wouldn't mind a kiss. It's been a while since I've like felt a warm body like press up to mine, right? And like, and, uh, and like it's in like, and it's a total comedy. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That I mean, that's good, uh, Flynn. Sounds like yeah. a great thank idea you, for you. a movie. I'd, l- I'd love for that to happen. Not very, um, let's just say it sounds a little far-fetched. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, you know, any, stranger things have happened. Oh, God. Wow. We've covered a lot of ground today. Yeah. Lovely. 
Well, Flynn, um, such a pleasure having you on. Good luck with the pub. Ah, um, St. Patrick's you. Day is yeah. next Saturday, next Sunday. Uh, so. Next Sunday, I think. Uh, next, next, maybe. I'm not sure. You'll have to let us know how it all uh, goes. Ah, of course. Yeah. Well, of, as is the tradition of uh, you of you all letting me on your podcast, I've got to sing the thank you song as oh, every right. Irishman okay. sings. So. Okay. Sure. Oh, you've been such wondrous hosts for having me on your show. Today, I remember as a boy the streets of Kilkenny running with blood. You've been so kind to me. <laughs> Please don't cut this part out. I love you like the month of May and always will. We have this day. Wow, thank you. Beautiful. Phil, that was beautiful. Is that an old Irish podcasting uh, j- reel or jig? Or yes, what, right. Yes, me, me granny used to sing it to me wow. when I was just a Amazing. wee babe. Oh. Lovely. There's we so many old, lovely Irish podcasting traditions, you know, that we yes. just don't have over ah, here. Come over. Let's mm. all have a... I want you to film an episode in my pub one time, and I'll bring all the lads around. It'll be lovely. Oh, Next bring time we're wandering around the unused Terminal 2 of the Toronto Pearson Airport, we would love to come by. We'll stop ah. in. We'll have a pint of harp ah. and uh, have a nice chat. Lovely. Uh, well, uh, I guess that's it, Flynn. Thank you for everything, uh, Michael. Um, thank you very much, Flynn. Thank you, James. Good to see you. Good to see you. Ne- maybe practice your rhyming a little bit for next week. I, but uh, I think I need to. Yeah, maybe hit the books. Um, but uh, we'll see you <laughs> next uh, next next week. Fiddle dee diddle dee do. Armored cars and tanks and guns came to take away our sons, but every man must stand behind the men behind the wire. Armored cars and tanks and guns came to take away our sons, but every man must stand behind the men behind the wire. In the little streets of Belfast, in the dark of early morn, British soldiers came a running, breaking little homes.